I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. Premium Grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. And uh, the other guy on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell. Uh, so I've, I've learned some science today. What did you learn? Well, even though the sun is shining, when it gets lower in the no, no. sky, yeah. uh, it's not as warm. No, no. It's traveling through some atmosphere yeah. at that point. And I've, I've really felt a lot the, of atmosphere. the temperature drop significantly yeah. as the sun, even though it's shining. No, no. And you've got the sun is, right on you. Is at an angle. Well, not. It's on this leg right here. <laughs> that's, a, that's warm. That half, leg's my, warm. half my leg is not frozen. I, uh, I'm cold out here. But you know what? Small price to pay. We're going to go to the Rising Stars yeah. game uh, tonight right after the show and uh, take that thing in. It's All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend, of course, uh, brought to you by the folks at Aquaterra Steak and Sushi, curating a beautiful dining experience for you here in downtown Salt Lake City at City Creek. Uh, Aquaterra Steak and Sushi. Sushi. That's when your mouth is cold, Scott. You go, shake and sushi. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to say it all together. When shake your mouth gets and sushi. Shake and sushi. Um, you know what? Should we go over to Aqua... Should we go to Aquaterra, you and me, right now? No, we got to go inside and get the, get the. Is a J Dog like? Do they sell J Dogs on All Star Weekend? I have no idea because I don't know if the NBA goes. Yeah, brings, brings in their own, like, or if they they start concessions. Br- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there going to be a Sparrow in there instead of uh, Maxwell's? You know, do they roll up and, and rebrand everything? I don't know. We'll find out when we go in in just a few minutes here. Hey. What? Our man here, he's like slimmed down. Took oh, yeah. All, took all his stuff to the car. <laughs> and he's wearing shorts. He's in shorts. Get out of here. We, and we told you, the people that I'm the most concerned about, the ones yeah. that I'm watching with uh, both eyes firmly on them when they walk by, are the people with shorts on. Because I'm assuming that they're going to turn on you and maybe attack you if they're crazy enough to wear shorts. So uh, that's, what we've seen this, that's what we've seen this weekend. Lots of, uh, lots of folks wearing shorts, and you don't know why. And they don't have an answer for you either, so. Man, there's like a million almost accidents here. Yeah, I the just, trains I, are scary. The locals are, they know what to do. Then there are the other folks who are like not familiar with this. And because the road is shut down here, they assume they can just walk across everything. Yeah. There are trains, brother. Take your... Uh, and that train coming... Uh, take your AirPods out. West on South Temple no, is flying. They cook. They will not... They will. Hey, just a little public safety announcement. 
Take the AirPods out while you're going across the old street here, okay? Haven't seen Jazzbear yet. Still waiting for Jazzbear to roll up here. Uh, all right, so to break away a little bit, get you, give you some uh, NFL roundup news here, as we uh, tend to do this time of day. Uh, Derek Carr walking around, talking to teams. The most recent team that he's talked to, Scott, are the, uh, the New York Jets. The Jets talking to Derek Carr seems about right. The Jets signing Derek Carr would be exactly what I would expect them to do, something like that where you go, it's a move, I guess. It would be a move if they got Derek Carr to come to New York. The, the sad thing is that everybody feels like Derek Carr would be a massive improvement from where the Jets are right now, and that, 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 that's unfortunate. But here's, here's the reality of the situation is it can change in a minute, and, and it's really up to Zach Wilson to um, just own, own of what the perception is of him right now. And, and right now it's a lot of people feel that he's a bust after a couple of years. And so you got to – whatever you got to do, buddy, you got to figure it out. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, kind of get motivated by this. I mean, not kind of. You absolutely have to get motivated by it. But the Jets feel like they're really close, and they feel like if they can get a quarterback to play even halfway decent, they're a team that can – go into the playoffs and maybe go fairly far. Um, I've got a story for you here, Scott, and maybe you could actually corroborate this because of your uh, info here, because of your relationship with the people, with the parties involved. So Emmett Smith revealed this week that Don Shula, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, nixed a deal that would have had Emmett Smith going to the Miami Dolphins, in 1993 as a restricted free agent. Now, you were heading out the door uh, in that same offseason to go to Detroit. Yeah. But I don't know if you knew anything at the time. He would have been there in 1993. But, but you, I mean, you were there at the time. Were, were these kind, do these kinds of things float around and you hear like a rumor, or is it one of those things where now we hear about it 30 years later? So I know I know Emmett hadn't signed with the Cowboys. And I believe they had just won the Super Bowl, and yep. uh, and and he was like, you know, he was a free agent. And he's so, a Florida guy, yeah, and he's a Florida guy. And I mean, it would have been phenomenal to have him. I, I remember Marino going, man, if like if I was going to start a football team, that guy right there is, is would be one of the first guys. Why I, would Don I, Shula I, I not want a piece of that? Well, here, here's the thing. So you know, we talk about Derek Carr making the free agency tour. And you, you've got to create leverage. So I, I, I have a hard time buying that Emmett Smith wanted to leave Dallas. I don't think he ever wanted to leave Dallas, but he also wanted to, you know, maximize the leverage of what he was. And so, uh, you know, Coach Shula is not a dumb guy. I mean, he, at all. And he uh, he's had some uh, Hall of Fame running backs that he's coached throughout his career. And I, I, and he, I don't – I have a hard time buying that he would turn down Emmett Smith unless, you know, Emmett Smith was one of these – you know, he was asking too much, or he was just maybe using the Dolphins for some leverage. as leverage. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the Cowboys, I don't know. I, I'm not privy to all of those uh, conversations, but I do know that there there was the potential of Emmett Smith being in in Miami. And oh my goodness, would that have been a lot of fun to have Emmett Smith and Dan Marino uh, as teammates? Would have you know it'd been it would have been remarkable. If I'm picking running backs, Emmett Smith is at the top of my list in my era. Uh, of, of guys that I would I would have loved to have played played with because he he just he just gives you so much and he gives you such a consistent effort that just allows you to um, you know stay ahead of the chains in a game and 
you know, Barry was an incredible runner, but a lot of times you you know it was feast or famine with with Barry and Emmett was just a was just a tough runner and you know a great pro. It would have been interesting, but you're, you're right. Like it's funny to later go, no, that deal was nixed, and you go, yeah, but how close really was that deal? You know, were you were you getting down the road kind of far, or was it really like, no, I was going to go and be a part of you know this Dolphins team, but Don Shula said I don't want you on my team. It was probably more along the lines of. The Cowboys going, dude, we're running this thing back. You could win another Super Bowl or two, which is what he ended up doing. Now, he won, now, they, they, he won two more touchdowns. He was to be kind of tight, too. Joe Robbie gave him, like, a bonus for, for uh, winning the Super Bowl, and I think he gave him, like, $20,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was for him, for and Coach Lanelli's staff, yeah. staff, and he took, like, fifteen, and then just said, here's 5000 for all of the rest yeah, of you to kind of, kind of split this up amongst yourself. Mm, yeah, that seems about right. So, I, you know. Listen, I'm not going to poo-poo that. I mean, I would definitely share a bonus with you, but I've worked with you long enough, Scott, to know that you would take the 15 and give me the 5. <laughs> no, I'd take, I'd take 12, 5 and give you 7, 7, 5. 7, 5. That's more than, more than half. No. Of <laughs> You're like, I, 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 would have, I would way outdo Don Shula on that one. Um, no, so I, I, go 64. I was watching this interview with uh, Nick Sirianni and he was he did you know he talked about you know how big of a deal it was to get to the Super Bowl and how hard it is to get back there but this is the guy who says he is so hungry to win this Super Bowl again what do you think uh, and I'm this is kind of uh, out of the uh, normal time slot but do you think that that uh, that Nick Sirianni gets back to the Super Bowl this is a, it's a guy who's super young and it's a guy who has a lot of cachet and boy he went from being a brand new guy to being suddenly a really really sought after head coach well what they have is a team that's fairly intact and um you know it is hard to it is hard to get back there and and it's it's happened before i mean you've you saw buffalo go to you know four super bowls i think in a row at one time and, and a lot of that was because they were just the best team uh in in a conference i don't know how strong the afc was at that time and it's very similar in the nfc I mean, what are what are the great teams in the NFC right now? It's San Francisco still can't find a quarterback. Minnesota, you know, quarterback can't win big games on the road in the playoffs. Uh, is it you know is Dallas ever going to be for real? Uh, you know, who else is there in the NFC? Uh, you, know, you know, Aaron Rodgers. They just don't seem to ever figure it out. Tom Brady's done. Who who who's going to rise up now? And so. The, so they've got a, a a fairly a fairly easy road back to the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe the Giants, you know, uh, come into play here. Maybe the Detroit Lions start playing a little bit better. But uh, they're definitely a team that can go back. And and I don't I don't think there's a like a hangover like the, like like they didn't play poorly. They didn't play like uh, the Rams did the first time they got into the Super Bowl. They uh, but you look at the Bengals, and the Bengals I thought were a team to really contend with at the end of the year last year, and they they didn't didn't get back to the Super Bowl. So it's possible, um, and and I think once you've tasted it and once you know how to get there, I think it's certainly an easier path. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, when we get into picking our Super Bowl picks, you know, at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a team I actually pick. We'll see how free agency and where they end up, but but uh, you know they've. They got a lot of really good pieces in place. Offensive coordinator for the uh, world champ uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, has taken a job as the OC at Washington. 
Wow. The next iteration of Eric Bieniemy, I think that that the way that I think the thing that we're kind of finding out more and more about is just like I, I think that at least the perception is that Andy Reid maybe had more to do with the offense than uh, than a team was comfortable with hiring him as a as a head coach, I right. guess. And so ne- then he gets to, he, he gets a shot now to go to a team and just to full on be the guy calling all the plays. Uh, and then, you know, obviously he's proved himself as a guy who knows what it's like to have uh, some talent and and, uh, and and make sure that they're on the right path. But I think that he looked and looked around and said, "Look, if people are going to take me seriously, then I'm going to go to a, a I'm going to go to a team and never again be considered like, a, oh, he's just riding Andy Andy uh, Andy Reid's coattails." Which I don't think was the case, but I do think that the perception was there that he wasn't necessarily uh, the guy that was totally in charge of that offense. Well, there clearly there's something that uh, isn't isn't hitting with people because. A hot assistant coaches on teams that win multiple Super Bowls, like the Kansas City Chiefs have done, that clearly uh, fits Eric Bieniemy. So yeah. if the perception, the perception, or maybe the reality is is different, because some guys are just not cut out to be head coach. I'm not saying he isn't, but they're there. And whether the perception is Andy Reid is kind of the one running that show, I don't know. But I, you know, he's had other guys. I mean, Doug Peterson worked for him for years, and was an OC for him and, you know, ended up being head coach. Uh, I just – I don't know what it is, but something doesn't smell right with uh, Eric Bieniemy as being a head guy. And that's that's just a perception of what people think at this point. Yeah, you're going, well, where are these opportunities? What's going on here? When are we going to see those opportunities come back again? Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We got more to go around the uh, around the corner here. We have our two minute drill, uh, and then uh, we've got more. Just we're just taking in the sights, enjoying downtown Salt Lake City as uh, All Star Weekend is upon us. Uh, we'll get you ready uh, with the two minute drill next as well. Stay with us. Ninety seven five. The KSL Sports Zone, Man Remedical is Utah's only physician-owned operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non invasive, and customized for your needs. Renew, restore, reclaim. It's remedical.com. All right, we'll come back. More to go. Two Minute Drill next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.